If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Urban Outfitters, Sephora, and Nike. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome to CBS Mornings. I'm Nate Burleson. I'm Vladimir Jutier. And I'm Michelle Miller. Tony and Gail are off, but we are joined by two of the best in the business. We begin this show with what could be a pivotal few days over the crisis in Ukraine after the latest shelling in the eastern part of the country. Our Holly Williams was the only network reporter to visit a kindergarten allegedly hit by Russian-backed forces. The violence comes as the U.S. and NATO countries say Russia could be on the brink of invading Ukraine at any moment. Holly is now back in Kyiv, safely back in Kyiv, Ukraine's capital. Holly, good morning. Good morning. There's been an escalation in violence in eastern <clears throat> Ukraine, where government forces have been fighting a war against Russian-backed separatists since 2014. Both sides are blaming each other. But this comes as the U.S. claims Russia may have already begun a so-called false flag operation. We flew with Ukraine's military to the country's far east, under 10 miles from the Russian border, to the village of Stanitsa Luhanska, where Ukraine says Russian-backed separatists fired heavy artillery into civilian areas yesterday, including this school, ironically named Fairy Tale Kindergarten, a place of innocence now shattered. Children would have had a lesson in the room that was hit just minutes later, according to Yulia Semenko, who works at the school. When you look at the damage here, it must have been terrifying for the children that were inside this building. We were told none of the students were hurt, but Ukraine says three adults were injured. Ukrainian soldiers showed us where they said another artillery shell hit in the playground. There were no children here at the time. Yeah, they all were inside building on the second floor. In eastern Ukraine, government forces have been fighting Russian-backed separatists for nearly eight years. A bloody conflict that's cost over 14,000 lives, according to Ukraine. But now, with nearly 160,000 Russian troops estimated to be massed along Ukraine's border, there are fears Russia could stage or provoke a violent incident as a pretext for invasion, a scenario the U.S. claims may already have started. We have reason to believe that they are engaged in a false flag operation to have an excuse to go in. Some believe Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, is playing a high-stakes game of Cold War-style brinkmanship, using the threat of invasion, trying to extract concessions from the U.S. and its allies. If that's true, it's a dangerous game. Civilians could pay with their lives. President Putin will oversee military exercises tomorrow by his country's nuclear forces, including the launching of ballistic and cruise missiles. Russia says that shouldn't worry anyone. Vlad. As the world collectively holds their breath. Holly Williams in Ukraine for us. Thank you very much.
President Biden is hosting a call with U.S. allies today on the standoff with Russia. Meanwhile, Secretary of State Antony Blinken has agreed to meet with Russia's foreign minister late next week, as long as there is no invasion. Blinken gave a blistering speech at the U.N. about the crisis. Weijia Jiang is at the White House with more on these diplomatic efforts. Weijia, good morning. Good morning, Vlad, and good morning to everybody. Despite Russia's escalation, President Biden has not ruled out the possibility of that diplomatic path. CBS News has just learned that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is set to speak with Russia's Minister of Defense sometime today. It is part of this administration's full court press to find an alternative to war. Vice President Kamala Harris and Secretary of State Antony Blinken are in Germany for a security summit, and the stakes couldn't be higher. <laughs> President Biden warned that the threat of a full-scale Russian invasion remains, quote, very high. They have not moved any of their troops out. They've moved more troops in. The Russian military has built up nearly 160,000 troops around Ukraine. The president pointed to another sign of an imminent invasion, accusing Russia of attempting to justify it by staging a smaller attack. Ukraine and Russian-backed rebels blamed each other for the Thursday bombing of a kindergarten in eastern Ukraine. Blinken told the United Nations Security Council there may be more to come. It could be a fabricated so-called terrorist bombing inside Russia. The invented discovery of a mass grave a staged drone strike against civilians, or a fake, even a real attack using chemical weapons. And Russia made another move, expelling the U.S. Embassy's second-in-command from Moscow. Still, the administration has not ruled out a diplomatic de-escalation. Let me be clear. I am here today not to start a war, but to prevent one. In its written response to the security proposals that the U.S. made last month, the Russians warned that they might be forced to use military might if the U.S. and NATO do not agree to keep Ukraine out of the defense alliance forever, which is something they have already said is not an option. Michelle? And as you said, the standoff continues. Weijia Jiang, thank you. Now to a dangerous storm system sweeping across the country. Blizzard conditions cause chaos on the roads in multiple states. And there's also been heavy rain, flooding, and even tornadoes. Mololinge has more. A lot of plows out there working the roads right now. From whiteout conditions in Kansas City to this semi-truck pileup overnight in El Paso, Illinois. The storm's reach is far and wide. A relentless triple punch of snow, freezing rain, and high winds. Blizzard conditions shut down I-55 in Tawanda, Illinois after another pileup. This one involving 50-plus cars and trucks. Emergency crews working into the night to help stranded and wrecked vehicles as they grappled with a constant snowfall and wind. Record-breaking snowfall fell in Kansas City, Missouri, where they reached more than half a foot of snow in one day. While elsewhere in the state, the St. Louis area was battered with heavy rain and flooding. The south wasn't spared either. High winds caused this 18-wheeler to flip on its side in Alabama, while reports of at least three possible tornadoes ripped through the state overnight. Strong winds created significant damage, including to this home, split apart by a toppled tree. According to a neighbor, everyone inside is all right. For CBS Mornings, I'm Mola Lenghi.
Moving on, former President Trump has been ordered to answer questions under oath as part of a fraud investigation into his company. A New York judge ruled yesterday that the former president, Ivanka Trump, and Donald Trump Jr. must obey the subpoena from New York Attorney General Letitia James. She is considering a lawsuit against the Trump Organization, one of several legal challenges to the former president. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge is following this probe. Catherine, good morning. Well, good morning, Nate. The judge's order opens the door to depositions by former President Trump and his two eldest children within 21 days. If it's upheld, the eight-page ruling means New York State Attorney General Letitia James could ask Trump, Ivanka, and Don Jr. about their business practices as part of a civil probe. James has accused the Trump Organization of using fraudulent or misleading practices to get loans and tax benefits. During a contentious virtual hearing yesterday, the Trump's attorneys accused James, who is a Democrat, of prosecutorial misconduct and political bias, and her investigation as an effort to pave the way for possible criminal charges in a separate investigation, which she is also involved in. Trump and his two children could invoke their Fifth Amendment rights, as Eric Trump has done previously. But their lawyers argued yesterday that refusing to talk to avoid self-incrimination could be used against them in a parallel criminal probe. Trump's lawyers have indicated they would appeal, and that could delay or even derail the depositions. Legal experts told CBS News ignoring a valid order from the court is exceedingly rare. The individual can be held in contempt and face possible jail time. Vlad? All right, Catherine, thank you very much. Family and friends and supporters of Amir Locke, the 22-year-old killed in a police shooting, got together yesterday to celebrate a life cut short. An overflow crowd attended the funeral in Minneapolis in his eulogy. The Reverend Al Sharpton said Locke would still be alive if it weren't for no-knock search warrants. Amir was not guilty of anything but being young and black in America. Police body cam footage shows a SWAT team entering the apartment where Locke was apparently asleep. Officers were looking for someone else, but one of them shot and killed Locke when he showed a gun. He was legally licensed to carry. Former Minnesota police officer Kim Potter will be sentenced this morning for killing Dante Wright during a traffic stop last year. Potter shot the 20-year-old black man after he was stopped for having an expired license and tag, or rather expired license tags and an air freshener hanging from his rearview mirror. She claimed she thought she was firing her taser after Wright tried to drive away from the scene. Potter was convicted of first and second degree manslaughter. Prosecutors are asking for a sentence of just over seven years. We turn now to the COVID pandemic and the huge impact on healthcare workers. Nearly 3,600 of them have died of COVID in the U.S. One study found that 41% of healthcare workers are considering leaving the profession for good. Chris Van Cleve traveled to Kentucky to see the struggle that our healthcare workers face every single day. Across rural Kentucky, life largely has gone back to normal. But the battle against the pandemic still rages inside healthcare facilities, even in tiny Owingsville, about 50 miles east of Lexington. The only thing that is semi-comparable and not even close is like a battlefield. And we've been fighting now for two years. Dr. Aaron Parker-Banks is the only doctor on that COVID battlefield at this family clinic. He sees about 40 patients a day, a third due to COVID. What do you think about at night when you're finally able to stop working? Whenever I'm at home, I try not to talk about what all's going on. At any moment, if I start thinking about it, I cry. There's 35 individuals in Bath County who are no longer here. Some of those 35 people were folks that were close to you, I understand. Yeah. 
I've had friends, I've had family members. One of my mentors growing up who was like a mom to me, she lost her battle. 20 miles east in Moorhead. The patients in this COVID surge unit are sick and in some cases could be in an ICU, except the ICU is full of even sicker patients. It's been all hands on deck for two years. The toll on health care workers means there are now fewer hands to help lift the load. How hard is it to replace the nurses that have left? Well, you, you can't replace experience, so you have to rebuild. Every nurse is a critical frontline provider. Nurse Courtney Hollingsworth says balancing burnout is now just part of the job. We have to uh, just keep waking up each day and remembering why we do what we do to make a difference. A difference she's determined to keep making. With so many people leaving health care, does it make you worry about the future? Oh, I'm scared to death of the future. You know, before COVID started, we needed more people to go into health care. There wasn't enough. But it is, it is so scary. What's scary about it? That there won't be enough of us to be able to take care of the needs of the patients. And there are still a lot of needs across the Commonwealth of Kentucky. 87% of ICU beds are full. At this hospital, about a quarter of the patients are COVID positive. A survey of Kentucky nurses taken last fall found roughly one in four said they were thinking about leaving their job within three months. Nate? Chris, thank you so much. You know, we recognize that with staffing issues, the hours they work, there's mm -hmm. a physical toll. Right. Uh, but I don't think we oftentimes talk about the mental toll um, of our healthcare workers. You know, like we heard, he goes home and he says, I don't even want to think about it because I'll start crying. Start crying. And, you know, we, it, these stories are really important because I know people are tired. People want this pandemic to be over. But clearly it is not done with us. And when you hear that we may not have enough healthcare professionals to treat sick people in the days and weeks ahead, yeah. that's why it's important. This is the other side of the protection issue. Because if your healthcare system collapses, many say the nation isn't far behind. Yeah, and try not to think about it selfishly. Oh, well, what was me if we don't have enough healthcare workers? Um, how about we, we take that extra step forward and show our appreciation? It's oh, just like you, teachers. If you have a heart attack or if you get sick and you go to the hospital, they don't have doctors there to exactly, treat you because exactly. they either left or sadly they've died. Overworked, underpaid, and underappreciated. So we should do our part to show them the love that they deserve. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us in Pura. I promised to keep you safe. I killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pure. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.